Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final of the game, the series, and the winning streak, and it falls as the Brewers fall to zip, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen and uh, Toby Anytizer, also known as uh, Altizer, is uh, joining me here today on this 4th of July where the Brewers had no fireworks at all. That's none, zero, nada. They get um, they get shut out in this one too, Zip, and well, it feels... Uh, it's hot enough to be Phoenix in March. It's, um, well, it's a lineup that kind of reminds me of maybe a split squad game in Phoenix in March. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The streak is over and nobody gets a burger. Maybe, maybe, maybe George Webb will step up and uh, offer it anyway for a near miss. But 11 game winning streak uh, stopped today as Freddie Peralta and company just uh, couldn't get it done. You can't blame Freddie on this one. It's a uh, six-inning, just a couple of runs given up, and, and that was it. And after that, you had uh, Jake Cousins and, and Boxberger in there to hold it right there. Just no offense in this one. And Tyler Anderson had his way. Been pretty good at PNC this year. But the left-hander, uh, well, he had his way with the Brewers. They did have a chance early in this game. Uh, to break it open a little bit and and get things rolling. But uh, we'll get to that in our game recap in in just a little while. With that 11-game winning streak snapped today, uh, Brewers now 51-34 and here in the 2021 championship season. Now down to just seven games before the All-Star break. And you wonder how many of those games they're going to have to win to really feel good. You feel good about the, uh, you know... um, first half of the season, although the mathematical first half is, is over, but you feel pretty good, obviously, about the entire first half uh, as a whole. But what I will say is looming the New York Mets in, uh, in New York for a three-game set starting tomorrow, but maybe even more so, is that four-game set against the Cincinnati Reds at American Family Field to close out uh, prior to the All-Star break. That's the one I've been pointing to for quite some time here. That's the one where the Cincinnati Reds, they know. They, I mean, they're, they're coming in with a head of steam. I can promise you that. And I hope Craig Council and company are ready for that. But still some work to do prior to that series. It's a three-game set against the New York Mets. And, uh, hey, you cannot argue with the, with the win-loss uh, columns here. And, and, and you're not going to win every game. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Now, I, I do wonder about Craig Council uh, with his late-game lineup. Maybe not necessarily the, the lineup in general. You were going to have to get Christian Yelich off his feet. This was a proper day for the, for the day off for Yelich. I, I will agree with him on that. But Manny Pena, okay, uh, you know, 
uh, in for Omar. Okay, you could make the argument the catcher um, needs to be off his feet once in a while. But, geez, Craig, after a five-for-six game from Omar yesterday, maybe, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, game one in New York. So that one's sort of the in-betweener. I I will say that. Now, Jace Peterson, on the other hand, come on. Really? You're not going to start Jace Peterson? Why? Why would you not start Jace Peterson in this game? Again, that could have made the difference. That absolutely could have made the difference in this game. But, hey, again, you're not going to win them all. And does the Milwaukee Bucks' success here headed to the NBA Finals for the first time in 47 years, does that make it a little bit better here? A little bit better to understand? (laughs) You know, a a stray Brewers loss. I want to get your uh, reaction on this one as the streak is over. 414-799-1250. Never really... Super pleased after a loss, I will say that, regardless of the situation. I mean, even though they won 11 straight, and you knew this was going to come to an end at some point, it still bothers you, doesn't it, as a Brewer fan? Or are you all right with, with a loss, ever? I mean, for example, today. Are you okay with this loss? I, I just, sometimes I have problems with uh, losing in general, knowing full well that this was coming. I would have preferred this game to be about 9-zip instead of 2-zip because when I saw the lineup here earlier this morning, I, I set my target at three runs, even though the, the offense has been rolling. Run differential in that 11-game streak at 84-28. to 28. I mean, think about that. But that's, those are crazy numbers. Despite that, you look at the lineup, and I was thinking three runs. That just... You know, not to be a negative or, you know, um, have this loser mentality coming into today, but my expectations weren't there heading into this game. It just wasn't. I, I thought today might be fitting to end the streak. Too bad on the burger thing. I, I will give you that. 414-799-1250. We'll get into our game recap. I wish I had a bunch of highlights in this highlight package, but I just don't. Wish I did. Uh, first inning, Willie Adamas, a two-out walk. Uh, they don't score. Didn't take long for the Pirates to score. Second batter, Newman, takes Peralta out. It's one zip into the second inning. Brewers, now here's where here's where you had your opportunity, and this is just rough luck in this situation. Top of the second inning, and, 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 and again, uh, Yes. No, I'm well aware of that. That's that's why we want to stay happy and positive <laughs> this 4th of July weekend. Holy smokes, they are going to the NBA Finals. So second inning, uh, Brewers do get their opportunity. A two-out walk by uh, Willie Adamas. Um, no, that was the first inning. I'm, I'm sorry. In the second inning, they loaded the bases. Here we go. Second inning, they load the bases. They... Uh, have just one out in that second. Pena draws a walk. JBJ with a base hit. Seven-game hitting streak now for JBJ. Robertson was then hit by a pitch. And I think when you look at B lineups, I think that's the guy you kind of say, really? Does he have to? Okay. Anyway, he, he gets on base and, and uh, is hit by the pitch. And you're loaded there with the pitcher spot up. Freddie Peralta with a bat in his hand. Now, there's a case here to be made. I know over the years we've had discussions about, well, you hate to root for a strikeout, but it's a hell of a lot better than a double play. Well, you would like to bunt. Even if he doesn't get the job done, it's still bases loaded. You clear the pitcher. You get to a position player, top of the order, and bringing up uh, Urias. But this is just rough luck. He gets the bunt down, but it's right to the pitcher, a one, two, three double play. That hurt. And you kind of thought there, at least I did, you thought right there that, you know, with this type of lineup, maybe that's going to come back to haunt him right there. Freddie puts up a zero in the second inning. Brewers match that in their half of the third. Just a one-out single by Tyrone Taylor. Into the bottom of the third inning, Freddie starting to settle in. Just a one-out walk to Frazier. Not a bad man to walk. 
Puts up a zero, just one zip into the fourth inning. One, two, three, offense. Where you at, offense? Two out trouble for Peralta in the bottom of the fourth inning. A uh, two-out walk on a 3-2 pitch that, quite frankly, home plate umpire, come on. I, that's just the umpiring. We'll get to that in a second here. Just uh, highly in question here in the last month. Next pitch, um, hit back to Freddie Peralta after the umpire misses a pitch and, and he loses him on a walk. And then he goes to throw to first. He throws it in the dirt from his tail. Eh, first and third with the two outs, but he does get a ground ball. Uh, Adamas throws him out to get out of that frame. Pirates take that one zip lead into the fifth inning. Little over 60 on the pitch count into the fifth. Both teams empty in that fifth inning. Six pitch inning for Freddie. 67 pitches. And, and that got him into the sixth inning. You're, th- you're feeling okay there. Even me, despite this offense. Uh, offensive lineup, I should say, into that sixth inning. You're feeling still okay a little bit. Two-out double by Avi in that sixth, but to no avail. That broke a 10-up, 10-down streak for Tyler Anderson, the lefty for the Pirates having his way through the mid-portion of the game. They get to Freddie in that sixth inning with one out. Uh, and, and you guessed it, Ben Gamble, right in the middle of anything going on offensively against the crew when they play the Pirates. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about Ben Gamble. Um, starting to not like him. Uh, Defoe, next pitch after Ben Gamble with a base hit, knocks him in for a two-zip lead, a walk, then a walk, loads the bases. Shelton then pulls back Polanco, who was in the on-deck circle there. And again, you're not a five-zip, Derek Shelton. You're only up two-zip. You have an opportunity to have a knockout blow right there. With a pretty wild Freddie Peralta, he allows Tyler Anderson, the starting pitcher, to hit right there. Hey, that's why he gets paid what he's paid. Because it turns out that it did work. Anderson strikes out. They don't get any more uh, runs. Anderson coming right back out there for the seventh inning. A quick one, two, three inning on about eight pitches. Pena, Bradley, Robertson. Now, here's where I thought Craig Council should have started to empty the bench. You can't read the writing on the wall here. You allowed Pena, Bradley, and Robertson, and then another open slot because the pitcher spot coming up, that to me was the turning point in this game. You had the second inning with the bases loaded, one out and the pitcher up, Freddie up. But then in the seventh inning, you had Manny Pena, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Daniel Robertson coming to the plate, and you're down two zip. It's not the typical time to empty the bench, but you can't see the the writing on the wall. You can't read the tea leaves there. Go after this guy. Make sure you counter to Shelton's move there. Make it blow up in his face. See, again, I, I get a little angry. Despite 11 straight victories and then one simple loss here, or is it, seventh inning, This guy is sort of rubbing it in your face saying, we only need two runs to win this game. I would have countered that. Lefty, lefty, I wouldn't have cared. It would have been Yelich and Omar getting ABs in that seventh inning. Not the case. Robertson, Bradley Jr., and Pena get at-bats in the seventh. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, Into the uh, bottom half. Of the uh, seventh inning, Jay Cousins, hey, nice job again from the Brewers' right-hander, one, two, three. Jace Peterson, there's your first. See, this was a no-brainer. Pitcher spot was coming up, Craig. A 10-year-old could have made that pinch-hitting decision there. Jace Peterson off the bench to lead off that eighth inning, but despite that, they go uh, one, two, three into the bottom half. Boxberger, a scoreless eighth, and then into the ninth. Yeah, they had a little little something going there off Rich Rodriguez, a leadoff double by Willie Adamas. And again, see, this is, this, is, uh, this is why you wanted to go to your bench early, to get Willie Adamas, who's been known to be clutch all season long. Get him up there with a, in a position to change the game. And you just waited till the natural pitcher spot came up you were in your bullpen mode anyway. That was just a nope. That was the cookie cutter. That was cookie cutter 
uh, uh, manager, uh, managerial style there from from Craig Council. It just it just was. So, but you're not going to win every game. Let's let's try to keep a positive spin on this as best I can. As the Brewers fall, they do take the series, and then that's what you want to do. Three of four in Pittsburgh. You remember the Brewers had a bad habit the last few years of you know, really getting beat up pretty good prior to the All-Star break, uh, some right on the edge of the All-Star break in Pittsburgh, but not the case this time. A week out of the All-Star break, you do get uh, three out of four at PNC, and they'll take that. 414-799-1250. Let's see here. We'll get uh, one or two in here, uh, Toby, before uh, we hit our first break here. Brewers fall two zip. And again, I'm I'm trying to stay positive. I really am. But there were things to pick at at this game. One would be the lineup. And again, I understand of the three guys that should have played in this game, one absolutely should have played in this game, and it's Jace Peterson. Absolutely, 100% should have played in this game. The one in the middle there, Omar Narvaez, you can't, you can't have this dude catch every game. But I probably would have waited until Monday to go ahead and get Omar off his feet. He's coming off a five-for-six game. And, and again, this matchup thing, lefty-lefty, rears its head right there. And you went totally against a five-for-six day from Omar yesterday. Christian Yelich, I agree with. Today was the right day for the off day. It really was. Despite the winning streak going, we all want him in there every day to get himself going because he's not going yet, guys. He's, he's not. Uh, so one and a half of those three, I agree with. But, man. All right, let's go to uh, Nate. Nate, you're first up. Brewers fall, two zip today. What's going on? Uh, how you doing, Tim? Um, yeah, I, it was one of those days where uh, you could tell from the lineup that it was like um, – it wasn't. It wasn't going to be a eleven run game, but you thought they could at least keep three or four runs, or maybe three to two runs in. Um, I definitely agree with you that uh, it was definitely some points in the game where I would where I would have um, looked to bring somebody in off the bench, um, and, and I definitely also agree with you that Chase Peterson should have definitely played this game. And but with the uh, Navias thing, we've seen this before. Um, Craig, after after guys have great uh, great games, yep. Yep. puts them on the bench. So um, I wasn't too I wasn't too surprised about that. And then uh, so, but I mean, I guess like you say, you can't win every game. Um, the Bucks definitely winning yesterday is definitely mellowed the mood out. For the, <laughs> maybe, for maybe it's maybe the Brewers are going through the Bucks uh, going to the finals hangover here this morning. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, or maybe there's a game that we just was like, hey, we got three or four. We got uh, first three. We're coming into a series with a against a good Mets team. He probably wants to have his guys ready for that. For that, and um, he probably wants to finish off. He, hey, Craig Council's been around a long time. He's seen all the all the problems that we had uh, going into the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Um, over the over the last three years, and maybe he's just trying to find a way to um, uh, not have that happen with his guys now, especially with some of his guys not having going to the All Star game, so they're not going to be playing for a while. Just trying to get uh, some of his guys some rest, and get some of his guys some. Get, Nate, how crazy did you get? Going. How crazy did you get last night, man? Because uh, I, I can, t- I'll tell you. Go ahead, but I'll tell you my story in a bit. Ah, uh, man, I got super crazy. I couldn't even call in last night. I was, I was, uh, I, I was planning to call in last night and celebrate, but I, man, I got too, I got too out of control last night, and I, <laughs> I, I decided that that the, that the celebration would be best set for off the radio. There you go. Perfect. Wise decision. Solid move. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a responsible. We don't need any drunk driving over the air here. You know? Yeah, no, we definitely don't need that. And uh, shout out to my boy Toby. He uh, he he does a great job in the mornings with Bart, keeping keeping. Because Bart sometimes gets a little out of control, but uh, he does a great job of keeping keeping uh keeping us uh 
Wisconsinites, Mello. Yeah. He, he caught it all the way. So, congratulations, right. Toby. Good deal. Yeah, good deal, Nate. Always a pleasure, man. Happy fourth to you. And uh, Toby, there you go. You get a shout out. I will say this about uh, Toby Altizer. One of the nicest guys you're going to meet in this industry. And I've, I've met a lot of a lot of people in this in this radio world, Toby. I I have, and and I would say a lot of them. Hmm. Uh, I'll refrain, but I will just say you're you're in the upper tier here in terms of just a good dude, just a nice guy. I appreciate it, Tim. I appreciate it. Yeah. And th- yeah. thanks for the shout out there, Nate. I try to keep Bart in line, but that's a hard job. So <laughs> it is, but it's. I'm sure it's fun though, man. On a, on a regular basis, you never know when that dude goes sideways. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. You never know what you're gonna get. It makes it fun, and I wouldn't want a boring show host at 6 a.m. in the morning. So true, true. Something to wake even you up. Yes, oh, yeah. as well as the audience for oh, sure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I. Uh, Last night I had a, a band event uh, literally out on a farm in the middle of nowhere. And I mean middle of nowhere. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're playing. A, we started about the time the Brewers were just running away with this thing, probably seventh inning uh, yesterday. And we started playing at about that time, 5.30 or so, 5 o'clock. And... Um, but you could tell over in the bar, they had a pool, and there, there was an outdoor bar, and it's just a really super nice, almost like a, a resort in the middle of nowhere. And we could hear the crowd over there following the Bucks game on the big screen, and, and we're just playing. And we uh, here, I'm, I'm getting all ego and selfish and thinking they're all cheering for us. <laughs> they had the Bucks game on over there. They're all going crazy, and uh, it just, it turns out that, Right around the, uh, oh, I would say the 20-point lead or so in the fourth quarter is about the time we were getting done. So we had a final couple of songs, and fireworks were going off. Bucks were ready to go to the finals. We're playing some of our best rock songs at the time. Life was good last night in Milwaukee. It really was. Deer District, I heard, was just amazing. It was a huge party, man. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, that's for sure. Let's get Bill in here uh, before we hit our break here. 799-1250. Bill, your thoughts? Two-zip streak is done as the Brewers fall in game four in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, you guys pretty pretty much took all my thunder there. Uh, your last caller pretty much said everything I was going to say. I totally agree with you on everything. Um, but when I saw that lineup, I was like, uh, I said three runs. That's what I said. That that lineup yep. told me about three runs uh, if you're lucky, and they they would have needed all three of those runs. Yep. And then uh, I'm screaming, "Don't bunt! Don't bunt! Don't bunt!" We got bases loaded. Just swing the bat and he bunted. And the worst scenario happened. I'm like, yep. ah, yeah. That that's one of those rare friend. situations, Bill. Bill, yep. that's one of those yep. rare situations where you almost you almost hope for a strikeout. Yep, exactly. Yep. And then, I don't know. After the Bucks, fantastic win. It, it kind of, this whole game left like a bad taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's, it's just, I'm torn a little bit. Yeah, you know, 12 would have been nice. I understand you lose. And, uh, it's just, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, okay, we got to go to the Mets. Let's do something there. They're on the slide. I think we can hit them at the right time. So uh, let's get the first one over yep. there. Yep, let's bounce back uh, tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good deal. Bill, thank you for the call, man. We'll talk again. I'm with him, and I'm a little – torn on uh, how I'm supposed to feel after this loss here. I really am. It's tough to, I was going to swear, it's tough to complain about it. It really is. But if you isolate this one game, take everything else away, take the 11-game winning streak away, take the run differential role that these guys have, have been on, their last 10 games, they were 10-0, and hitting 286 as a team. ERA in the last 10 games, 
10 of the 11 games, 245 collectively as a team. Okay, but even that, you have to lay that aside and just isolate on this game. So if you isolate on this game, you're like, man, this sucks. But then if you look at, again, the full full picture here, you're saying, how, how can you possibly complain, Tim? I'm going to uh I'm going to revert to what uh Christian Yelich says all the time. And and answer it this way. That's baseball. And he might be right on this one. I might be right on this one. It's just simply baseball. You can't expect an every <laughs> you can't expect to win every game. It's just crazy. Toby, uh, during the break there, we're going to check this out for our, our listening audience. We're going to check this out. This Mets series, are we going to see a Woody DeGrom or a Burns DeGrom? We'll answer that question up next here. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, there's Toby uh, as uh, we wish you a happy fourth. And, Again, the Brewers fall in game four of this four-game set in Pittsburgh. The good news, they take the series three games to one. Bad news, no burger, 11-game winning streak, halted today. They fall 2 zip. We're going to hear from Craig Council soon as well here on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm a little confused on how I'm supposed to feel today. On one hand, with an 11-game winning streak uh, heading into today's uh, final game of the series, I feel really good. Coming into today, I felt really good, like everybody else, about the Milwaukee Bucks situation. And then you see the lineup, and it's like, oh, okay. little eyebrow raise, and you say, well, my goodness, look at this. What do we have here? We, hmm, I don't, eh, I don't know about this, but Craig Council has been known to throw this stuff out there, and, and they come out with a vic- victory. <clears throat> so I figured, it, nah, let's just hold off on this negative vibe. We don't want that going on. All looking for a burger here on the house. And then we see that um, uh, Freddie gives up a home run bottom of the first. It's the first lead the Pirates have had the entire series. Yeah, it's one run. He settles in. It stays right there through the mid-portion of the game. And you're thinking, okay, despite this lineup, they could get this one. It's one zip. Freddie's hanging tough. They get to him. uh, a stray run there in the sixth inning. Okay, big deal. It's two zip. Well, okay, now empty your bench. And here's another reason why to empty your bench. In the seventh, not the ninth, not the eighth. Because in the seventh, if you empty it then, you have a chance not only to get Christian Yelich, Omar Narvaez, and Jace Peterson in A.B. in the seventh, they may move the line even if they don't score. One or two of them gets a hit. They get another at-bat in the ninth inning. They get two, Craig, you get two shots at them by emptying your bench in the seventh. It's a little risky. I understand that. Maybe it goes to extra innings and, and you, you know, it, it, it burns you a little bit and you end up running low on your bench. No, I, I get that part of it too. See, again, see how the emotions go. If you isolate this specific game, there's things to be critical about. Then on the other hand, you're not going to win every game. So why be so critical? Then on the other hand, the market is just so positive right now and flying high. Why be critical? Well, because they lost here. That's, see, see how am I supposed to feel here? <laughs> 414-799-1250. Let's go to Jim. Jim, you're next on the fan. What's happening? Um, I have a question about Christian Yelich. Uh, where has his power gone? Let's go. Let's go. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's have this conversation. You brought it up. Well, where has Christian Yelich's power gone? I, I, I don't hear think you. he's recovered from his broken kneecap at the end of 2019. He, he's just a singles hitter now. It's Hey, 
I you you you're preaching to the choir here. You're preaching to the choir. I caught flack because it was June 1st and I brought it up. When I said, "Hey, I'm not going to complain about on-base percentage, nor should anyone complain about getting on base. Nobody should complain about base hits. Nobody. No one should complain about between your base hits and your walks, you are on base at a 400 clip. Not to complain about. Nothing. Jim, let's go one layer down, though. You're right. Where is driving the baseball bin? It's time now. It's now I can't say that it's the kneecap, Jim. You you can speculate on that, that's fine. I don't think it is. Because you know why? Because I don't know what it is. You guys tell me what it is. That dude is going to start hitting. I'm going to stay with it. But so far that stance has been wrong. It's just been wrong. Where is it? Now, here's here's the deal, though, Jim. What has everyone been saying about why Christian Yelich is the hitter he is today? Because they're pitching around him. That's the, that's the one thing I'm hearing. Do you believe that? Do you believe there's some truth to that? Well, there might be, but he's, he's swinging and missing at balls right down the middle. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't even know what to say about Yelly. I, I really don't. What What do you recommend? What What should they do? I don't think maybe psychologically he's ever recovered from that broken kneecap. You You might be right. You might be right because the uh, managers, uh, front offices, players, coaches, they've all said this. The mental side of this game is a big one. It's a big part of this game. And I agree with you about the lineup today. When I saw that, I said, no chance. Well, and that's why I'm not freaking out too much. This isn't a total freak out. This isn't Tim going sideways day to day because I expected it. Once I saw Jim, like you, once I saw that lineup, my expectations just weren't high with, within this game. I don't know why, but they just, they just weren't. I got to be honest. Jim, hang yeah. in there. Hang okay, in there. Have, right. a ha- have a happy fourth. Yeah, you too. Um, doing damage on fastballs is the first thing I noticed early on in the season. Not just with Christian Yelich. There were other players. And make no mistake about it. Offense is down around the league. It, it is, and I understand that. But you're seeing other superstar players figure it out. Just are. When, when Yelly was rolling in 18 and 19, you don't think they were sort of pitching around him then too? See, that's the thing. If, if you're saying he's being pitched around, not getting good enough pitches to hit on a consistent basis, okay, that I'm, I'm going to buy. It's a little less consistent getting getting the you know the right pitches, but just overall, just your overall feel of Christian Yelich. It's just not the same right now. It's not. I don't. I don't have the answer. I don't think he has the answer. I think there's been some horrible umpiring in baseball. Awful, awful plate call by home plate umpires in the last month and a half, maybe two months. I, that, again, I don't, I don't know the reasoning there. Was there a, uh, an insider memo that was put out to the uh, umpiring crew or the union that said you are not calling low strikes, even though by definition they're a strike according to your own rule book? Because it seems that way to me. Guys like Brett Anderson and uh, Adrian Hauser probably would have a half a run shaved off their ERA if they get the low strike. That's a big half a run. So I, I don't have the answer there. But the, the, the Yelich thing, I, I don't know. Toby, your thoughts? I mean, I'm at a loss. With with yeah, with, I how don't, to, with how to approach even approach the Yelich I, I don't exactly know what what you can say about it. Like what what is there to do? Right, that's what I'm saying. I guess the only thing you could do, I uh, look around the league, 
And namely, uh, just because of proximity and in division and everything, we, we kind of follow the Cubs maybe more than a lot of other teams around baseball. The, the only other thing I would suggest, you lead them off for a week. It's been known to happen with superstar players. Outside of that, he's a 2-3 hitter. That's that. There's nothing else you can do. Against a right-hander, he's going to be the two-hitter. Against a lefty, he's the three-hitter. That's exactly the way I would play it. I wouldn't play it any other different. I mean, since the kneecap, yeah, you're right, but there's um, you know, there's things that mitigate that situation too. It's not just the kneecap thing. <clears throat> it is um, a little different uh, sort of view, I think, on a lot of things because of this pandemic. You were t- completely out of your regimen, uh, you know, going into this, this, uh, the shutdown and all that. Okay, I get that. Understood. The other thing to keep in mind, and maybe I'll get some flack on this. I don't know. Don't care. I'm just trying to point out what's different in either his baseball or his life. We all know what's different in his life, do we not? And it does change you. And that's a whole mess of guaranteed money. A ton of guaranteed money for the first time ever. Think about that. Think about in your situation. You've been a, a, a personality this type. Define it. And then out of the air, drops you in zero financial concerns for the rest of your days. None. You never, ever have to worry about getting paid next Friday or next month. How am I going to do this? Or looking at something online that you want to buy or buying a new car, a new house, a boat, a vacation, all of these things. Now I'm not saying this is it. I'm just trying to point out what might be different to create this. There's a different lineup in, in, in the clubhouse, right? We can point to that. There's a, it's a different year. These are all points of differences. What could be that drastic different from 18 and 19 to where he was one of the best baseball players on the planet? You couldn't even argue about it. So I need help on it. I'm with you, Toby. I can only point out what might be different in his life and in his baseball world. And then let the chips fall and let someone make their own assessment. I'm not saying it's the money. I'm not saying it's the kneecap. I'm not saying it's the camaraderie in the clubhouse. I'm not saying it's his girlfriend, his mom, his family, his friends. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just pointing out all of those things could be different. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not going to say it, uh, but there are people that speculated about why Christian Yelich had success. I'll and leave it at that. there's that undertone. There I'll, is that undertone there, and yeah. I won't say it either. But there are some, you know, undertones there from some conspiracists that would believe that. Again, I'm not saying true, false, or indifferent. I'm. We need to do a deeper dive on this. But I don't know if there's anything deeper to dive for. All I can say is this: get it together. That's where I'd go. You know this. Baseball is so positive. I asked Craig Council, I don't know, four years ago or so, and I thought his, uh, his uh, answer was, was interesting. When I asked him, you know, you, baseball is such a positive thing. And so you reinforce the positives always. You listen to his press conferences. You listen to just good leaders in general. Well, you'll ask a negative what's, what's a negative tone question, and they'll immediately, they won't even respond to it. They'll get to it. They'll circle around to it. But the first thing out of their mind, out of their mouth is the positive. You know, man, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Supan really got beat up the other day. And it'll be, you know, he settled into that third and fourth inning. I thought he really found his curveball right there. He had a big strikeout to, to end the inning. That, see how they, they just immediately go to the positive. Then you say, man, all told, yeah, I mean, had a little bit of a rough one, uh, you know, it wasn't finding his uh, control there in the second. Okay, so I asked Craig Council, how often do you have to 
despite baseball being a positive thing, how often do you have to sort of get on someone? <laughs> because aren't you interested in that? Like who, like who got you got sent to the principal's office? We don't know these things. Who got yelled at? Counts wants to see him. Yeah, and they all laugh at the kid that got to go to, in, into the uh, principal's office. But he said he has, and he said he does at that time. Now, I don't know if that's different now. I'm just, I can tell you what he answered at that time. This is about three years ago. He said both. But he said that the key is it's different. You lead differently to different players. They're different people. Get it. What works for one isn't going to work for the other. Now let's connect the dots to Christian Yelich. How is that being manufactured internally? Because we all, including that baseball team, expect more out of Christian Yelich. There is no arguing that. There's no arguing that. There's, there's, I won't even, I won't, I won't even, um, I won't even take a call that even has that stance. That says this is okay for Yelich. We expect more out of him. He expects more out of himself. They expect more out of him. All the way up to the front office, to the parking lot. We do. And I think those are fair expectations, are they not? I'm not, I'm not saying anything that's not fair. I'm not blaming this loss, by the way, on Christian Yelich. If you're just tuning in, we're just in the Yelich conversation, that's all. It's now July, and I think it's about time we have the conversation. We pick a happy 4th of July to have a Christian Yelich conversation. Let's get one more in, and we will hear from Craig Council. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the fan. Your thoughts? Hey, Tim. Um, you know, Bellinger is going through the same thing as Yelly is, and, uh, yeah, there's something with not driving the ball. I, I certainly hope it's not that ugly word we know, the juice, but I did want to ask you because I tuned in a little late to the show. Um, did anybody address why in the world do you get the bases loaded and then you have your pitcher bunt with three guys charging the plate just waiting to pick the ball up and turn it into a double play? What is the theory behind that? Yep. No, I, I agree. And it's almost like you want him to swing away because just in case he doesn't hit the ground ball, he strikes out. Yeah, take three pitches. Take three yep. pitches and let your leadoff hitter have a shot. But don't go up there and bunt the ball when a first baseman, a third baseman, and a pitcher are all charging. I'm, to be honest with you, Tim, I'm surprised that they were charging because if I was a manager from another baseball team, I would think, why in the world would anybody have a guy bunt with the bases loaded, especially when it's a pitcher running the bases? It blows me away. I guarantee you my prediction. Craig Council will have this back into a three-team race by the end of July. Thanks for the call. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, on that note, let me say this. And those of you listening to the show for a regular basis, you guys know which series. You guys know which series I've been pointing to. And it's this one starting Thursday. They don't want to overlook the Mets series. They don't want to overlook tomorrow's game. But I'm not they. That Reds series on Thursday, Thursday to Sunday, into the All-Star break, and then out of the All-Star break, you have three more against the Cincinnati Reds. Seven consecutive games against the Reds. Put yourself in their position. What would you be thinking? I hope Council buckles up and thinks of those games as big games. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at it that way. But I agree with you on the bunt situation. Here's how I would have handled that. You're taking pitches until you get to two strikes. When you get to two strikes, I'm going to give you one shot at it. I'm giving you one swing unless you foul it. Let's say the first two pitches are, are strikes. You're going to square to bunt, and you're going to butcher boy. You're going to slash play it. That's the way I would have handled that right there. I wouldn't have completely taken the bat out of his hands. I think uh, Freddie is one for twenty, one for twenty-five on the season. Um, I would have given him a shot, but I would have given that pitcher a chance to, to cut his own. And and just take till you get two pitches, square to bunt, and then I'll give you one swing, Freddie. Try and try and slap one by a guy. 
That's just the way I'd have handled it. Uh, 799-1250. Let's hear from Craig Council after the break here. A two-zip loss. Uh, the series is over. So is an 11-game winning streak. But it's a happy 4th of July, and we're celebrating the Milwaukee Bucks' success, that's for sure. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. back brewers winning streak is over at 11 it is snapped today as they fall in game four this four game set to the pittsburgh pirates to zip the final and this certainly will go in the wasted days wasted nights category for me as uh we'll earmark this a six inning performance from freddie peralta just a couple of runs given up he pitched pretty well put his team again in a position to succeed and real quick, before we get to council, they're going to announce the uh, rest of the all-star roster, Toby. And I know you guys have been talking about this, but Woody probably is assured of that spot, I would think. And uh, uh, But the other two, now Hayter's assured of the spot. So there's there's two, the bookends right there. What are your thoughts on, on the Burns and, and Freddie Peralta maybe being added? Yeah, I would think that, Corbin Burns is pretty much a lock. I would think that he would be. I'm not sure about Freddie, and it might only just be if Freddie were pitching for another team. And I mean, obviously you have to have an All Star from every team, but if if they already had one, even so, I think Freddie makes it. I don't know if they're gonna maybe exclude him just because they don't want to have three Brewers starters. But if you're looking at the campaign Freddie's been putting up, there's no reason he yeah. shouldn't be on the roster. And yeah, I think Woody's a lock. Hater's a lock. I think you got to have all three on there. I don't know that they will, but I think Freddie deserves it and Corbin Burns deserves it as well. Yeah, if you look at the season as a whole for all three of these guys, I mean, just Freddie, you know, the decision was made prior to today's outing, I would think. Uh, so in terms of Peralta, coming in a 217 ERA. I mean, that that's just, those are crazy good numbers. Opponents batting average against 132 against Freddie Peralta. His whip was .89 coming in. I mean, those are uh, just amazing numbers. And that's their three guy in theory. That's their three guy. I don't, I don't know if they look at it that way. I think that's you know maybe more of a fan thing. We like to rank things, um, your ace and then two, your three, your four, or five. But... It wouldn't surprise me that it's just Woody and Hayter because of the, well, it's the Brewers. That's why. That's all right. Fly under the radar. Okay, just a quick check of that scoreboard there. The Cubs did lose their ninth consecutive game. That is just amazingly funny Um, because the reason I'm a little cynical about that is because you guys know I I live down in Kenosha where – I mean, there are Cub fans everywhere. Okay, you like who you like. Fine. I, you know, whatever. But it's just funny to see these guys reeling. It really is to me. They are in complete free fall. Nine consecutive losses for the Cubs. Reds is, uh, have uh, overtaken them over the weekend here uh, to second place. And as I said a couple of minutes ago, the Reds are, are seven games back now. And Jim had ma- made mention of this, our last caller, that said, you know, he thinks that Craig uh, Council will make this thing a three-team race. Okay, maybe, maybe not, but they're seven games back, a ton of games, you know, almost three full months of baseball left. Uh, there will be some reckoning here in the Central yet. You know, the Brewers aren't going to win you know, 30 of every 40 games, or I don't know, maybe, they, maybe they'll maybe they get close to that on the way out and just have a monster season. Uh, you play 500 ball, you're still going to win that, uh, you know, 88, 89, 90 mark. These are just rough, raw math numbers. 
So, you know, you're going to be in it uh, regardless, you would think and expect. But that Red Series on Thursday, it's going to tell a big story. It really will. And not only those four, but the three out of the break as well. It's exactly the way the Reds want it. They want the schedule to fall as it is right now. Wouldn't you? You want to play that guy in first. That's, that's, that's where you can make your move, and it's still relatively uh, mid-season. It's not toward the end, not even to August. So uh, it's just something to think about there. We've got some um, maybe a little more high-leverage baseball than you would think, having a, uh, the biggest lead of any division leader in all of baseball. So a good reason for that is Craig Council. I will give him credit for that. Uh, that doesn't mean I agree with every move he makes, but they fall today to zip. And one of the moves he made today, lineup, yeah, not a big fan of this lineup today. Uh, they're going to have to do something about Daniel Robertson and uh, how they shake their off days for these guys because they they can't play every single day. But let's uh, let's uh, sneak in and into the clubhouse here and hear a little bit from uh, Craig Council, a little bit shortened version today as it is getaway day. They're going to get on a flight from Pittsburgh up to New York. Here's Craig Council after the Brewers' two-zip loss. Craig, uh, Freddie said that he didn't feel like the, the Pirates were really swinging at his uh, slider much. It, it makes kind of a tough day for a guy like him that relies on that pitch so much, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I – I mean, I thought Freddie pitched really well. I mean, a, a guy got him on a, on a first pitch um, fastball. He just kind of missed a location and then, you know, an opposite field double. So there really wasn't, you know, there wasn't much going on. He had to work hard in the sixth to, to get through the inning. But um, Freddie pitched well. I mean, they, they're an aggressive – they're going to be aggressive against whoever you put in there. Um, and so, um, you know, maybe they didn't offer it a slider, but he threw a bunch of good change-ups and fastballs. So – um, you know, if not for that, you know, the double that just tucked inside the line, we're, we're looking at one run over six innings and pretty darn good. Craig, you look now, Freddie has 10 straight quality starts. And when you think back to his career, there were kind of the first inning troubles some days and command troubles. And uh, he's just become much more a complete pitcher for you, hasn't he? And a reliable guy. I mean, Freddie's an elite starter. I mean, you know, it's more than that. It's elite. Um, he's, you know, he's worked hard to improve the, the slider and the changeup. You know, the slider I thought was first kind of common, and now the changeup's a, a real pitch against left-handed hitters. So, you know, there, there's there's a lot for the hitter to worry about, and um, he's having an incredible season. Um, you know, it's an elite season. He's, he's an elite starter right now. Craig, what about Anderson and just kind of how he was able to keep guys off balance today? Yeah, I mean, it just, he was top of the zone. The cutter was in a lot. Uh, the fastball was up a lot. Um, and probably it was probably the cutter that, you know, I thought just, you know, it felt like it was just on our hands the whole time. Um, you know, we really just didn't feel like we had a lot of balls. You know, on the balls we did get metal, we just didn't do much. So, um, you know, I'll give him credit. There's a little, Scattered to begin with, but then he kind of locked it in. Craig, 11 straight wins is, is great, of course. Um, what what sticks out to you about just kind of how everybody chipped in? You know, I know you've talked about that throughout the course of it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. It's, you know, the names that all chipped in from, uh, you know, Jace Peterson throughout the streak. That's probably the, the name of a different guy that just, just was incredible through this has been incredible through this stretch. Um, the bullpen guys have done a fabulous job. Starters have been, you know, rocks, just, just rock solid kind of delivering every single time out. So like I said, 11 game streaks, you're going to get everybody on the roster has done something to help us through this streak for sure. And, uh, it, it feels like a stretch where you know, we were, everybody carried the load. Um, and that's, that's how you put together a streak like this. Yeah, there he is, Craig Council, after the Brewers' two-zip loss. And uh, we're going to go inside the clubhouse here uh, after the break. But I do want to tell you that uh, the probables for the Mets series, Woody's going to start tomorrow, followed by Brett Anderson and then Corbin Burns, the way it looks here. And wouldn't you know it, where does DeGrom pitch? 
right in the middle there on Tuesday against Brett Anderson. Oh man, what you know? See now that's good for baseball. You put a Brandon Woodruff against Jacob Degrom. Oh, that would have been that that would have been worth the price of admission right there. We'll come back here if you guys want to sneak in here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway Brewers fall eleven game winning streak snap two zip. We'll be back here on the fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, two zip and Freddie Peralta, a nice outing as uh, he goes six innings of work, just a couple of runs given up. The offense doesn't get the support, give the support, I should say, that he needs to come out victorious. But, wow, look at this ERA. It balloons up to 2.23. <laughs> On the season, he's saddled with a loss, unfortunately, uh, in this one. But uh, wow, what a, you know when you we'll, we'll get to the assessment next weekend of the first half prior to the All Star break. But you still have to pinch yourself at times to know that this is now over a half a year here. This isn't just a blip or a, a you know one or two times through the rotation here. This is a good chunk of games. And when you have Woodruff and Burns and Peralta, it's just just boggles the mind a little bit to know that you keep thinking the shoe's going to drop. It's not. These guys are legit good. They really are. They're collectively together on one baseball team. And fortunately for us Brewers fans, happens to be with a big Brewers on the front or Milwaukee on the front, as it were. But uh, Freddie, again, uh, deserved a better fate today. But he's going to stay positive, I am sure. But uh, here's Peralta after the loss. Freddie, after that home run to the short part in left field, uh, you pitched really well for a long time. Did you sort of have to step off and calm yourself after that at all? Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, I was feeling good the whole game. But that home run – it was a mistake by me because I thrown, uh, we were trying to go that one away and the ball wrong a little bit. But it, I didn't know that he hit it that hard. It wasn't hard, but it's a homer. But other than that, I was feeling good in the game, you know, until the sixth inning, I was a little bit, uh, you know, going a little bit faster. But then I came back again and got off the inning. It didn't, five blocks, it didn't look like you had the greatest command today, but how were you able to still get through the six innings the way you did and overcome that? Uh, yeah, I was attacking and, and, and you know, uh, trying to go make my pitch, uh, you know, going through. And Manny was going was doing good, too, behind the play, calling the pitches. And uh, you know that they have – what can I say? Like they, they, they weren't sing, swinging my slider a lot today. Uh, that's why I I had to make more pitches than normal. But I was trying to do my best, attacking and competing. You know. Freddie, are you happy with how you were able to limit the damage? You know, in those innings and not allow yeah. it to beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, if I look in the past. Uh, maybe two years ago, uh, I wasn't able to to get out of those situations and keep going to the six innings, and that's that's what we need to do, you know. Uh, make try to uh, go out there for six innings or more, and try to put zeros on the board and, and make that way we can give the 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 opportunity to all team win. Freddie, now that it's over, how fun was that 11-game winning streak? It was really fun, and, you know, we, we, we're we going to keep doing that because we're in a good spot right now. And today was – this is baseball. It's going to happen. We're going to lose one time. But tomorrow start a new series, and I know that, that we're going to do good. 
we just have to keep going. This is a big stretch here going into the all-star break too, isn't it? I mean, you're going to be facing some good pitching in New York, and then you got a big series against the Reds coming up that you'll pitch. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a, a really good uh, two series coming right now. Uh, it's a challenge for everybody and a challenge because uh, that way we have to to know that we have to keep competing and, and, and try to finish the first half strong. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. It is tough to find a play of the game when you get shut out to zip. ABC audio video play of the game. And I thought, again, a certain play here for Craig Council would have been to go for it in the seventh inning. You had your six, seven, eight hitters coming up, plus uh, the the pitcher's spot, uh, the nine hole coming up in that sequence as well. And you really could have gotten creative there in uh, sending a couple of batters up there that you, know, you had Manny Pena uh, lead off that inning. You had uh, Daniel Robertson hitting third in that inning, the pitcher spot behind him. So you had you had ample opportunity there to kind of kind of go for it there. And and I know that's a balancing act that um, you know these guys have to make. These managers have to make when you're trailing like that. Um, but you know I look at it this way: if I'd rather go earlier, just a little bit on the earlier side. If it were the sixth inning, I wouldn't have been calling for that. It's only two zip. Let things play out a little bit more. But once you got to the seventh and you did get the, to the lower portion, I really thought that, um, you know, go with, go with a couple of bats there and then the insert uh, defensively. And you may have uh, come all the way back around for these guys uh, to get another AB in the ninth inning. Just that would have been my play here in this one. But I chose uh, this one because, uh, you know, Jace Peterson just been amazing in his last 11 games, hitting you know, almost 500. He's been nothing short of special, guys. He's, he's just been amazing here and, and a big part of this. And, and you find ways to get him playing time. Well, they did uh, get him a pinch hit appearance in that eighth inning. He stayed in. Bottom of the eighth inning. Check this out from Jace defensively. Opposite field again, long run, and a nice catch out there by Jace Peterson. Uh, just into the ball game moments ago. That's a big-time play right there. Yeah, no doubt, as heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin, uh, after a Brewers 2-zip loss, the uh, play of the game with ABC Audio Video. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here. I'm going to turn you loose. Get to your uh, 4th of July. I got a couple of cold ones sitting in a cooler with the uh, grill hot and ready to go. A bunch of side dishes and just kind of a chill time. Brutal hot out there. I don't know if you you guys are like uh, some that like the hot weather. I mean, I don't mind it. Toby, you a hot weather guy? I like warm weather, not hot. <laughs> okay. I'm, in, I'm into the hot. The hotter the better. It's just... I, I want I wanted this to remind me of uh, you know what we go through uh, in the winter time and that can be brutal too so we have to find ways to enjoy this all right tomorrow uh, game one of a three game set against the New York Mets seven to play till the all-star break and the Brewers a 51 and 34 mark seven game lead over the Cincinnati Reds uh, in the National League Central. Woody on the mound for the crew tomorrow in game one. You're in a good spot there with an ample opportunity to win the ball game. First pitch, 6.05. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Happy 4th of July, everybody. And Toby, nice job today. I always uh, have fun working with you. Toby Altizer is his name. I call him Anytizer. Uh, these days he's on any show you name it Uh, so for Toby my name is Tim Allen happy fourth you guys have a great night I'll see you tomorrow at three in for Rami we'll talk some Bucks basketball squeeze in a little Brewers baseball as well and remember smile Milwaukee the world will smile back
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.